You're listening to The Good GP, the podcast for busy GPs. This episode of The Good GP was recorded on Saturday, 14th of March, 2020. As information about the COVID-19 pandemic changes daily, please note that some of the advice contained in this episode may no longer be current by the time you listen to it. Welcome to The Good GP, and this is the first of our COVID special episodes, which will be running as this pandemic evolves. My guest today is Dr. Todd Cameron. Todd is a now chair of the Business of General Practice Network, and he's an owner of multiple clinics and uh, a very bright guy, a nice guy to boot. Welcome, Todd. Hey, Sean. Uh, thanks for the invite. Uh, we're going to be focusing on a range of topics. Today's topic is on telehealth and how we can use telehealth to adapt to this evolving pandemic. So I know that um, there were some item numbers introduced recently. This podcast is being recorded on Saturday, 14th of March. So we're actually not going to delve into those in great detail just because things are evolving so rapidly. It's quite likely that uh, that will be out of date fairly shortly. What we will do is we'll talk about the process of telehealth and Todd, your clinic is doing some uh, pretty exciting stuff around this. Can you tell me how and why? Yeah, uh, so so what we did, Sean, was uh, a Friday a week ago, uh, we put together a leadership team. Well, uh, we got together our leadership team, our current leadership team, and expanded the ranks by including a few others. Uh, and we had a bit of a, a conversation around the global state around uh, coronavirus and uh, the uh, pandemic preparedness. And as things evolved, it became very uh, obvious to us that <clears throat> that we would need to pivot to a full tele-service uh, clinic based on our PPE and uh, the sort of um, the behaviour of the virus, if you like, in that, in that there are a fairly substantial portion of people which are asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic. Uh, and so on, on Friday, yesterday, we saw our last patient <clears throat> in the practice, and that means we're pivoting to a full um, remote services model um, in two clinics. We had three and we shut one down. Uh, so we kind of have a spare clinic in the event we need it, and we, we aggregated our services in two larger clinics. Um, as a result of that, uh, one of the GPs came in and joked and said, uh, you realise we're a call centre now. And I said, yeah, actually, I, I guess I never thought of it that way, but we are. And so what we've then done is we've had a range of conversations with our staff. So we, we uh, talked to our older staff at the start and people with comorbidities and said uh, we would take no offence if you were to retire uh, and go home, but if you wish to stay with us, we'll provide um, as best we can a safe working environment for you. <clears throat> we, we figured we would need all hands on deck. Uh, and so what we've done is created a model whereby um, any of the members of the team can work from home. But in discussions with the team, most people would prefer to come into the workplace. Uh, that is the GP clinic for their sanity. So every GP will have their, their own room. Uh, we don't think it's wise to be room sharing, recognising that, that um, you know, the majority of cases of COVID uh, spread will be through the household, not through the workplace. Uh, so we're, we're just uh, concentrating on in the workplace, I think asynchronous infection is the best outcome whereby people will become unwell with this for a period of time, provided it's not all of us going down together when we can continue to run a sustainable model. Um, GPs can operate um, telephone services from home. Uh, admin can operate telephone services from home. Our admin's job, by the way, is to call patients probably about an hour before their scheduled call. 
um, just to check that the patient can wait for the uh, uh, time allotted, um, that it's not an emergency. Um, they'll check the contact details, make sure that they've got uh, a primary phone number and a backup phone number. Uh, we'll confirm the, um, the email and we'll make sure that the home details are correct. Uh, we'll also just reconfirm next of kin uh, because we're going to need to be touching base with these patients quite regularly. Uh, once that's done once, we'll think we'll verify them and then we'll hopefully be able to get that done through the digital media, through AutoMed, which is our booking. I've had a chat to the GPs about this and we're going to try scheduling a day a lot like a school day. Um, so we're going to probably work in two-hour blocks. Uh, so that'll mean an 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. day would be um, two hours from 8 till 10. Uh, then we'll do some morning tea, uh, about half an hour break, and then uh, back for two hours of, of consulting by phone, probably about six patients per hour, we think, but not in the first week. This is probably when it's optimised. Uh, then a one-hour lunch break, and in the one-hour lunch break, we're going to focus on connectedness uh, because I'm the boss. I got to do the first playlist, so I've got half an hour of music to play in that one-hour break, uh, and I have got the Macarena and uh, the Nutbush uh, on the playlist. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Get a little bit of dancing and fun happening. Uh, we've got an Indian doctor who said hers is going to be fully Bollywood. Uh, and then the other half hour of that lunch break, we're going to use to call what we're just calling breathe. You know, there's going to be some really spirit heavy uh, work being done. So we just want people to have time to share their feelings. If any of the team are out through um, through quarantine or isolation, we use that time to do a group um, FaceTime with them. Uh, you know, somebody will connect and just walk around the room. Uh, we're going to use the waiting room as our area to meet. Um, where we have any meetings and we're going to try and get some exercise routines going there, get some mats out, just try and keep people healthy well. Um, the need for connection will be really, really high through this time and we're going to need to innovate in some of our um, planning for how we treat people through a pandemic. And so we think um, keeping people together, uh, keeping them um, in a, uh, an environment where they are socialising uh, but obeying all of the, um, the rules about good hygiene um, and social uh, distancing will be obeyed within the clinic. I have got a corona stick and I am prepared to whip people about the <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Look, it, it, it's really interesting that, you know, the importance of that social distancing, uh, no handshaking, coughing into the, the elbow and stuff is so important. And yet, you know, with Peter Dutton recently getting infected and you, you wonder how seriously our politicians are actually taking this. Look, I think that's a really good point, uh, and I reckon we're seeing somewhat privilege play out where it will play out where people are thinking, "Oh, I don't have to do these things," or, or even worse, "I'll wait until it's in my area." Is kind of the other thing I'm hearing. Um, I think we need to be modelling these things really quickly, uh, and, and this probably plays to my personal bias. You know, I will share with people, but I do like my stuff to be my stuff. So we've got a couple of touchy feely people in the clinic. And I'm start saying to them, 1.5 to stay alive, touch my stuff, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> 1.5 to stay alive, I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to get things to stick in people's minds. Um, that's the truth of this, right? And, and I think we're going to need to have a little bit of fun through what's bound to be really heavy times for all of us. Uh, look, I think that's a really good point. Morale is critical in times like this, and there are, you know, there are going to be people we know going down, ending up in hospital, and and you know there'll be some people we know that that may well succumb to it. Um, so that that is going to cause some difficult times. So uh, making sure you have those uh, things to keep morale up 
I think are really, really important. I just want to switch now, Todd, to something we were discussing earlier, and that's the KISS principle, keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. And yeah. you were saying that you are not going to be using video. You're going to be just using phones. Can you talk us through that? Uh, I've, got, I've got a few thoughts here. The first one is that um, every doctor has a phone and most patients have a phone, not all, but most. And so um, you've already got the most ubiquitous tool at your disposal. Um, phone consults tend to be pretty quick, just like a phone conversation with most of your friends is quicker than a face-to-face conversation. Um, and it's just because people use phones for pretty matter-of-fact stuff. So once you introduce video, the person then has the backdrop, your face, your haircut, your top, all the other things to start commenting on, and they usually do, much like they do in a face-to-face consult. And I think if we're using this with elderly and vulnerable, you're probably going to have the first 15 minutes of every consult as being a lot like an IT consult. Um, do this, push that button, get this going, no, hold the camera that way, no, put it sideways. And, and my philosophy is let's just remove all of that complication from what we're doing. There might be 2% of what we do that requires video, and we could always rebook that for an actual video consult and then have, have someone in our team walk through the technology stuff before we get back on the call, and, and that's probably going to be our approach. I, I still think that we will need our full team, nurses and admin, and we've had conversations with them as to whether they're prepared to drop their hourly rates to maintain a full workforce, and they've all said they have no problem with that. So uh, we don't know exactly yet how we're going to use everyone, but we've got a fair idea that we will need everybody, and our mission is to keep everybody gainfully employed uh, as best we can through this pandemic. Yeah, brilliant. Now, do you see any role for email in all of this? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, that's the reason why we'll confirm the best email for all of our patients, uh, and we'll probably be emailing things like referrals. Uh, although it's not great to have these things forced upon us, we're likely to see a lot of innovation in electronic uh, transferal of prescriptions, um, you know, referrals and anything else that's required. Um, so we'll probably have a transitional state of emailing before we get proper secure messaging kind of mandated through the system. Uh, and I think, you know, again, I, I, my one of my phrases has been, we are much better to make imperfect progress than uh, perfect procrastination here. Yeah, I agree. And look, APRA's statement that GPs and doctors in general acting in best faith uh, won't be prosecuted, I thought that was actually very sensible and um, very reassuring. Yeah, I I agree. And that just reminds us that, you know, we are going to have to innovate and do things that we've never done before. But if it's all centred around uh, honouring our patients and our communities and doing the right thing by them, I I think we'll be looked upon favourably in this uh, and I've said this before in other forums, uh, in other fora, but we'll, we'll be judged by this at the end about how well and how respectfully we treated everybody. Uh, I think we've got a really big job here as GPs, but all of us are leaders and important in our communities. Um, our job is going to be to reduce the workload on the hospitals because, uh, frankly, it's going to be a nightmare in there. Uh, and and we'll be doing a lot of work to keep people at home as best we can. And I just want to remind people not to leave their pharmacist out of their planning. Um, Their nearest pharmacist will be really, really important. Uh, We've had lots of conversations with our closest pharmacies uh, and they are basically being left out in the the cold. Nobody has communicated a plan to them whatsoever. Uh, Most of them are being told business as usual and that just scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah, look, we are going to rely on them 
to a huge degree, aren't we? You know, they're our effectively our supply chain for for medicines. Absolutely. So, um, you know, they're, they're a critical part of the team. Yeah, and I think I think look, you know, the reality is we're probably going to be prescribing by class at some point here because it's really going to depend on availability. So if we can work closely with them, um, just a just a tip uh, that may be useful for people is uh, we've decided we're going to use two communication channels. So uh, we have a YouTube channel that's set up that's community facing. That is uh, why we're doing what we're doing. Just general advice um, in our channel. It's got uh, um, stuff on advice for school kids, um, parents of school kids kids in sport, um, general advice for people, advice for people over 70 in the community. Uh, and, and then inwardly what we have set up is a Facebook group, which includes every single person that works from our premises, uh, every employee, every GP, um, allied health, and the owners of the, of the pharmacies nearby are also in that group. So that is not exactly what we're doing. So we just do some Facebook lives into the group, um, you know, every day or two, tell people where we're at, what the planning is, uh, and I announced today that that uh, I had the first playlist, uh, and one of my one of my team loves classic music. I said, "Listen, you can only have a playlist that has lyrics." Uh, I'm the boss. I'm making that rule up. So. <laughs> <laughs> very good, love it. Look, Todd, thanks very much for your time today, um, giving up your Saturday afternoon, um, and I can totally uh, agree with what you're saying about. IT and um, each appointment with a patient being uh, taken up with five, 10 minutes of IT. You and I are two tertiary educated people uh, and it took us 15 minutes to get this technology sorted. So, uh, <laughs> so thanks again for your time, Todd, and no doubt we'll be Pleasure. speaking soon. Bye.